Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 59 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are studying in Genesis uh, chapters 24 to 27 in the week of February the 21st to February the 27th. And today we're moving into Genesis chapter 25. And first of all, I want us to bring some closure and an end to the account of Abraham. Uh, At this moment, uh, at the beginning of Genesis 25, we have a list of different descendants that come from Abraham. And what I find interesting, two things, first of all, uh, is that we have here Abraham taking a wife after Sarah's death, and her name was Keturah. Uh, and they had six sons, and we don't know about daughters. Uh, they're not recorded uh, in the Bible, unfortunately, um, as I guess that was the culture at the time. However, uh, what I do find interesting is one of these sons is named Midian. Now, if that name is fami- familiar to you, um, it, it perhaps should be if you are familiar with the story of Moses. Um, when Moses is fleeing from Egypt uh, after he has, well, we'll learn more about that when we get to Exodus, but when he has Uh, slain an Egyptian, uh, he flees to the land of Midian. In fact, it says this in Exodus chapter 2, verse 16, or sorry, 15. Now, when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. And in verse 16, it says, Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Um. This is particularly interesting to us because Moses ultimately ends up marrying one of these daughters uh, and Jethro, uh, who is the priest of Midian, becomes his father-in-law and Jethro actually um, ordains Moses to the Melchizedek priesthood. And so where does he get this priesthood from? Well, clearly from Abraham. Uh, From Abraham, it goes down to presumably these six sons, uh, at least Midian, Uh, And this is how Jethro becomes able to um, ordain Moses uh, to this priesthood. So I thought that was a bit of interesting um, kind of genealogy or background context information to have there uh, for when we get to the um, accounts of Moses. Uh, But also, um, you know how in the Bible it kind of lists generations that go on. Um, In verse 5, we get, And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac, which is... um, I think another interesting insight because everything he had, he gave to Isaac. And this, of course, just reminds me of the promise made in Doctrine and Covenants, um, section 84 in the Open Covenants of the Priesthood, where it says that all that the Father has will be ours. Um, And again, there's just the parallel between um, Abraham as as our Heavenly Father in similitude, giving of of things to to his sons, to his son. Uh, just like he, our Heavenly Father will to us as we fulfill uh, and, and and try and live a life that our Saviour would keep in our covenants as best as we can. We move forward and in verse 8, uh, Abraham lives to 175 years old uh, and he gives up the ghost and lives a good old age. Um, full of years, it says, which is lovely. Merrill J. Bateman says uh, about death, quote, another lesson taught by death concerns the importance of eternal families. Just as there are parents to greet a newborn on the earth, the scriptures teach that caring family members greet the spirits in paradise and assist them in the adjustments to a new life. 
While I was standing before the casket, the thought came that separation was not only a shock for the parents, but also for the young man, as he suddenly found himself on the other side of the veil. I suspect that he would like to tell his parents once more how much he loves them. Brothers and sisters, heaven only exists if families are eternal. Close quote. Um, this is beautiful because we have, in verse 9, both of Isaac, um, Abraham's sons, Isaac and Ishmael, coming together to bury him in the cave of Machpelah, um, which I believe is where Sarah uh, was buried as well. And it mentions that in verse 10. And so he is reunited with his sweetheart and his sons, Isaac, and his firstborn, Ishmael, uh, are joined together uh, to to commemorate and to send off their father uh, in his burial, which I think, again, is just a beautiful thing. And then we get the, the generations of Ishmael. So in verse 12, it talks about um, the children that he has um, and how that there will be there will be 12 princes, which is interesting, 12 descendants of Ishmael who become 12 princes according to their nations. Uh, so the things that were promised uh, to Hagar do come to pass, that Ishmael has great posterity uh, and that this, this um, lineage becomes strong. Um, and what I love about verse 19 is it says, and these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. And it's like, well, and then there's Isaac, uh, who is um, an individual there. But of course, this story, as as we know, will continue on through this because the focus of the, the, the Jewish record or the Hebrew record is that of Isaac, of course. And so uh, we then see Isaac taking Rebekah to wife at 40 years old. And very soon we learn that um, Rebekah is struggling with a problem that Isaac's mother had in that she is barren. Um, they're not able to have children. And in verse 21, it makes it sound like it's just a very small thing that's quickly sorted out because in verse 21 it says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. So it sounds like that, you know, um, Isaac prayed and prayed over this, uh, and it was made possible, you know, that this problem was overcome, uh, which is fantastic. But then you have to go ahead, and I'm going to skip ahead a few verses to verse 26 and go back, because in verse 26 there's a very key detail which we may kind of glance over if we're not paying much attention. In the second half of verse 26, it says, Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. So we'll come on to who these two children are in just a moment. But these twins that are born of Rebekah, these first children of Isaac and Rebekah, uh, are born when Isaac is 60 years old. And if you remember, they were married when he was 40. So this is 20 years we're talking about. And if we don't really pay much attention to the details of the years there, we might skip over again how just a trial this might be to these two individuals. Uh, we don't know Rebecca's age, so perhaps she was quite a bit younger than 40, um, maybe, you know, let's say 20s, just for sake of argument. Uh, she may well be older than that. Um, but kind of the, the youngest uh, she may be is about 40 when these children are born. So it's it's certainly not a much, as much of a miracle, perhaps, as his parents conceiving him, uh, uh, conceiving Isaac, uh, Abraham and Sarah. And given that we just studied Abraham and Sarah and their long, long, long wait to have this child of their own uh, but with them when Sarah was 90, you know, that is, let's presume, 70, 60 to 70 years of waiting for them. So, of course, you know, in the 
context of that, you know, this 20 years may not seem a lot, but just think of your life. Think about where you were 20 years ago. Um, you had, you were, life was a lot different then. Uh, and so imagine having to wait that length of time to finally have that child. This would have been a, fan, a, 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 a huge trial for this couple. And yet we can see that through faith and through prayer and through diligence to the Lord, they were able to be given this blessing uh, of children. Um, and then in verse 22, we, we, we understand that they are twins because um, in verse 22, it says, and the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. Now, I we don't know if this is referring to kind of the, the general feelings of children developing and growing, particularly twins uh, in the womb that Rebecca is referring to. Or perhaps she senses and feels that there is something with about these two, which is going to be a struggle or a contention between the two, at least to begin with. Um, but what I love about this, again, very small sentence, very small detail. She went to inquire of the Lord. She didn't just talk to her husband Isaac and ask Isaac to, to ask of the Lord. She went herself to the Lord to pray and ask, and she receives an answer. And what we'll do is tomorrow we'll look at that answer and look at what this tells us about these two children who will be born, who will be named Jacob and Esau. Uh, thank you so much uh, to uh, to you for listening. Thank you very much for sharing your time. Uh, and please join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.